yo, 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 people, welcome back, baby. We here, we live, we thriving, we doing our thing here. We could be heroes is back, baby. Of course, we had to go through a little bit of Falcon of the Winter Soldier once again. Of course, it's your boy, John Serrato, one of your neighborhood hosts over here. And of course, I have my little brother, Matthew. What's up, brother? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, oh yeah. It seems like you're a little positive compared to last week when it comes to uh, this most recent episode of Falcon Winter. Uh, you know, I, bro, let's get right into it, man. I mean, I, why wait? Why wait? I say, I, why wait, right? Initial reactions. Give me what you got. Um, I have a public service announcement to make. Let me just stand up uh, real fast. Make this easier. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I'll, do, I'll toss the pendant. I was wrong. All right. I will admit I was a bit overly negative last episode. A bit too critical. I will admit. But I am very pleased with the direction they're taking all of these characters, including Zemo. Um, what I definitely appreciate about his character uh, is we definitely had a chance to see sort of his manipulation and how he definitely wants to stay one step ahead of Sam and Bucky or just, you know, the Avengers in general. Uh, to see that side of him and how he sort of wants, he secretly gets his way out of certain situations is what makes Zemo such a compelling character to begin with. Right. Um, and in many ways, he's simply using Sam and Bucky as a means to an end. If that means destroying the super soldier shield permanently and being stuck in the prison, satisfied with the fact that he was able to rid the world of these quote-unquote superheroes or people who claim themselves to be heroes, uh, you know, makes for a very interesting character. So, uh, you know, there's another character in particular who I want to bring up, but uh, what about you? What, what, what did you enjoy about this? And this reactions, I mean, you know, like, patience. Patience. I'm going to give a key word more so than a reaction. Patience. We and like we talked about it and like counter argued ourselves. I feel like last episode, you know, it's it, knowing that it's six hours, it's not going to be six hours of nonstop, you know, crazy content, if you want to call it. But at the same time, we weren't really patient with it, right? We were given our, our negative thoughts in the sense of <laughs> the character development and. You know them them completely missing on Zemo and what he really is as a character. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. <laughs> God, were we wrong? I mean, yeah. Zemo, a hundred and ten percent is is the Zemo we know. Um, from all intent and purposes, we, he has not been snapped. So he was he's been around since the snap in prison, or or maybe out and back in. Uh, anything could have happened in that in that five year span. Um, we were wrong, bro. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we were wrong about so many levels, and we'll get into like like you were saying into each character, and talk about some pure fucking development for almost every. It seems like every character in this series has had major character development, or uh, you know, a good explanation as to why and what they do, or why they do what they do. If that makes sense. Um, I just want to ask you a quick question, though. So. Does this seem like it only I want to go off for like a, a one off, like something that seems kind of off to me when it comes to the, the episode, when it comes to Bucky and Sam, does it not seem like they're not too affected by the gap? Like, so to me, if it, people that came back uh, or, or have come back from the, from the blip, right. They are struggling to acclimate themselves back to life because for five years, life went on without them. Right. It does not seem like Bucky and Sam are just business as usual. I mean, um, I get it. They're superheroes. They fought in, in Endgame. They, you know, they, the hero life was like, to them, right away, keep going. But I don't think they're really understanding the way the world is. And I think that's a lot A lot of the, uh, the conversation we had between Carly and Sam. Mm -hmm. I think that, that Sam's trying to, or I'm sorry, Carly's trying to explain to Sam by literal sense or why she's doing what she's doing. Like I'm doing this because of what you missed for five years <laughs> and you're, you can truly never understand this. And the Sam side is, I understand what it's like to be hated or not be taken care of. 
look at my skin color. Like I've dealt with these same issues for my entire life. I have to this day family that deals with the same things you're talking about. You know, that's when they had the conversation. Yeah. So in a way, yes, they were affected, but it's like, I just want to make sure they don't lose the focus of the blip. Like the blip is like in terms of the gap between and the literal sense of it, the, the blip, it's so important to, to the future of the MCU. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we, we all know there are characters born in that time, characters bred in that time and characters to come because of that time. Um, so I, I know what your thoughts were on that, but uh, Wakanda. Wakanda. Mm. And you and I talked about the last episode, uh, like, is this the right time for them to really put Wakanda in there? Like, what relevance do they have? Besides Zemo and obviously T'Chaka. I, like, I didn't forget. But I forgot that Bucky was, like, fixed by them, not just by being frozen, right? Like, the, the idea was to put them in essentially what was, like, therapy. <laughs> uh, so what are, your, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, how did you feel about the whole Wakanda scene? I mean, kind of, you know. Uh, uh, you know, in all honesty, I never find myself to be overly emotional. I can sit through a fair share of death scenes um, or just scenes in which characters are sort of venting out what they're feeling perfectly fine but man sebastian stan gave a powerful performance within the first opening scene i mean we see him in such a very vulnerable state um the fact that ao i believe the uh the guard of the oh my god i can't i, I honestly can never even pronounce the name but we'll say the wakandan guard as uh, we'll refer to her as ao right. um and sort of her significance to bucky's progression as a character you know we see uh, her assisting bucky within his therapy you know, going as far as to repeat the words that sort of activates his programming, right. you know, to where he transforms into Winter Soldier. Right. Um, and then once he says, you are free, and you see Bucky, you know, sobbing his eyes out with a pure smile on his face, the fact that he can live life the way he is, the only issue being is that he still has to live with the constant memory of all the pain that he's inflicted across, you know, what, I mean, 70 years easily? I mean, in fact, they went as far as assassinate major political targets to anyone who, you know, probably had information on Hydra's organization. So he still well, has God to live. How many times that. a year they just froze him and unfroze him, go kill, oh, freeze him again. I yeah, mean, <laughs> uh, probably hundreds of times, hundreds of you know, thousands of times. What I what I loved about that scene <clears throat> is one we really got to see why why and how Bucky got better. You know, it wasn't just they froze him, woke him up. Hopefully, he's better, right? Um, you know, I think while he was frozen, the Wakandans figured out a method to, you know, to, to get him out of that mindset, to, to fix whatever the intuition that was. I love the aesthetic of he will never forget what he did. So, yes, he's cured. You can't turn him into a killing machine anymore. But as you saw when she was saying the words, everything he's done throughout the MCU is a, is a real in his head. He said it himself, you know, uh, that he's never forgot. I think he said it in, um, in Civil War. Civil that he's War. never forgotten one face of a person he's killed. He's never forgotten what he's done. He, 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 he visualizes what he did all the time. And, you know, where, you know, most people will say that because they, you know, when you've killed someone, you, you hopefully you have a guilty conscience that's going to that's gonna be there. But the Wakandan scene, let us see exactly what he sees right he sees himself killing uh, howard stark he sees himself uh killing innocent politicians or people uh or maybe not innocent ones who knows but um that that scene was like some some semblance of like past closure for me does, does that make sense that closure is usually forward right but like we never knew or saw what happened and how he got better yeah and i'd love probably. to see more I mean, he became the White Wolf for a reason. They called him that. They, you know, he's he's very, excuse me, extremely extremely acclimated to uh, to Wakanda and living there, and obviously given the arm by them. Um, I, I loved it. That scene was beautiful. His Absolutely. acting is impeccable. Um, his emotion, the way he was able to, to to really display, you know, how he was seeing everything in his head at the same time, right? Like as we saw it and his reaction to it. Uh, Sebastian Stan's a beast, man. 
he he can act his ass off and what gets me is you know i think the best part about that scene and and i'm a little bit of rambling but uh the best part about that scene is for the most part we've always seen bucky as a one-trick pony right so sebastian stan was given you are winter soldier quiet guy who's going to kill people or you are a winter soldier that's going through rehab and needs to fix yourself so the very even killed doesn't really get emotional bucky right uh, we're starting to see a lot more in other sides of him, which you spoke about uh, first episode of yeah. the Falcon. Uh, you know, we're seeing more of Sam and Bucky on every level, their backgrounds, their emotions, their uh, ability to lead or not lead, uh, you know, and, and the things that we never thought we want to see out of these two. Uh, I love, I love, I love the fact that Sebastian stands being able, and we spoke of this in Monovision, the range show us every person's range you can really build a story uh by by not making somebody a one trick pony right and i think they did that with stan agreed uh, and i think what what makes bucky such a compelling character now is definitely fill in uh, the gaps of what we we saw in the original films uh truth in truth you know me and you discussed this uh both in the previous episodes and off camera we didn't have many expectations going into the show. Uh, I, for one, believed that Falcon and Winter Soldier were fairly generic characters. Um, they were merely side characters who were, whose only purpose was to progress the plot along or to just, um, you know, sort of like emphasize the, emphasize the character of Steve Rogers. It was more like, oh, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they never used them to their fullest potential. And with the series and them, you know, definitely taking full, having Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan take full ownership of the characters and really exploring the capabilities as actors uh, within the television format as well. You know, I think it, it definitely, uh, you know, makes these characters far more compelling than I would have ever imagined, um, especially out of the Winter Soldier. I mean, they definitely added a few necessary scenes that really help us, you know, look at the previous Marvel films to say, wow. This is what's been going through Bucky's mind the entire time. Or, or well, uh, I rewatched uh, Civil War two days ago because I feel like whenever I mean, like when I you know when I watched Wandavision, I went back and watched Ultron. You know, I I just find a need to find little trinkets that make make it connect. And for me, that, that's like an automatic thing when I when I start to watch these series now. I feel like like with Loki, I'm gonna go back and. I'm gonna skip Dark World, but I will go back and watch Thor and Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thor is actually a good film. Yeah, Thor is, Thor is a good film, but Dark World is ridiculous. But yeah. Anyway, um, Anyways, that, that's a whole different. That's a whole different. We could talk about that for a whole hour. Yes. I feel like. Back to uh, War, a good Marvel movie. Yes. 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 So I, you know, went back and watched Civil War. You know, I, I, I agree. You know, they, there were a lot of. I feel like they looking back and watching it they gave a lot of hints of what's to come um, yes. in Civil War, right? Or, honestly, or in Cap Winter Soldier. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's I mean, definitely uh, a starting point. Literally the starting point of this Bucky's. series, right? Yeah. Or uh, First Avenger, uh, you can story. argue. Bucky but story, right. Exactly. I will say, um, like, in regards to him being, like, the full fledged Winter Soldier, then obviously the sequel to Captain America would you, be... Uh, so, I, I can't remember let's go I'll go back a little bit to, to the wakanda scene the main wakandan that's speaking to him i cannot recall her name ao ao okay and then she's part A-Y-O. of ayo ayo and then she's part of the dorm dorm melage yes actually you wow they, you, hey, you don't know pronounce words huh i can't nice. spell it because yeah, but... <laughs> if i showed you the spelling you'd be laughing your ass over now because that's just not spelled right no you like door to explore <laughs> <laughs> No, I think you pronounced it correctly. Yeah. Dora Milaje. Okay. Yeah, um, Dora Milaje. I, so I don't know much about it, right? So I did a little bit of background. They are essentially the hit squad for the Wakandans. You know that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, for, for that is, much, yeah. They are literally like SEAL Team 6 for the U.S. Army. Or, sorry, U.S. Navy. Uh, they're, 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 they're SEAL Team for the Wakandans. So they kick <laughs> yeah. ass. And and we'll get you know get to specifics on, on that um, mm. in a little bit. But um so I do want to get in real quick to Carly's winning me over, man. And I'm going to let you take this because I know you have your opinion on Carly. What 
let's go let's do this from episode one two three Mm-hmm. I feel like you never really had a connection to her. You didn't feel like there's any I, I, truth be told, I didn't even care about the Flag Smashers. Despised it whatsoever. Right. I, I, so I, I didn't even despise give it. Me, I said, give yeah. me why you had no interest and give me why that suddenly turned now. Oh, I mean, it never developed them in the first three episodes. Like, they literally didn't develop them right. at all. And there's no argument for like they Like, you look at the first two episodes, they only appeared in probably what? two of the four scenes and they expect you to automatically understand where the characters were coming from. See, episode three hints that what's to come in regards to how they wanted to approach this character. And then near the end, you come to find out that Carly ends up, you know, destroying a building with innocent civilians inside. So, I mean, it definitely took a leap for the worse. But then, episode four comes around and what really struck me the most was the conversation between Sam and Carly uh, near the, the, uh, the midway point of the episode. Um, as opposed to them going in full force, well, as opposed to Sam going in full force and wanting to apprehend Carly, he simply has a conversation with her um, because he definitely wants to, you know, sort of sympathize with her and hopefully relate to her on a more personal level uh, after losing someone she deeply cared about. And I think what what fascinates me as well is, I mean, many points that Carly brings up is is perfectly understandable. Um, she has a right to be frustrated, especially when. All the people, you know, we mentioned this previously, all the people who were left behind, you know, during the five-year gap, alone, isolated from their families, and for worse, had to sort of uh, adjust to a new world, um, was difficult. I mean, that transition where everyone suddenly returns, uh, society is complete chaos, and the government is more concerned about the people who disappeared, perfectly fine, uh, for the most part. I mean, if you're an airplane, well. Um, uh, anyway so that's <laughs> um but i suppose the point being is um you know the the specific targets that the flash masters are focused on are just meant to sort of you know send a message to the world and i think uh, to, to further that point even more uh despite their extremist methods uh it definitely blurs a line between revolution I mean, to what ends are people willing to go in order to, you know, sort of, um, you know, like garner support and to, at the very least, have people understand where you are coming from. Um, and, and not only that, I mean, Carly is, is the leader of the Flag Smashers, so she needs to represent uh, strength and she needs to represent uh, the pursuit of freedom, which is definitely what people need during these signs, uh, you know, six, even six months later after the book. Uh, because people are not in a very normal state of mind. I mean, this is a world where Thanos can somehow collect these affinity stones and snap, <laughs> you know, half all life across the entire universe instantly. Right. Right. Um, and it's chaotic and it, it, it's scary. So you definitely get a chance to see from her perspective the repercussions of what such an event, you know, can do to you. Um, so that's what made me, you know, change my mind. And credits to Aaron Kellyman, who's the actress for um, Carly Morgandale. She played Ember's Nest in Solo. I love the character in Solo. Fun fact, Solo is actually not a bad movie, but besides the point, I definitely love seeing her show up in the series uh, because she's definitely giving a very, you know, solid performance and I'm kind of excited to see what they do for her here on out. Um, right. So yeah, that's, those are kind of my general, general spiel, you know. So do you, do you agree with Sam in the sense that, so I, I'm going to say, yes, I agree with this, right? Where, it's not necessarily what Carly's trying to do is how she's doing it, right? The why, the what, it makes sense, right? You know, she wants to get rid of supremacy. She wants to get rid of um, total domination by the, the, the typical corporations and governments and people that, you know, for, all, for what we can tell and what she said, were not around when the blip happened, after the blip happened for the five years. They came back and suddenly they're back in these positions of power right away like nothing ever happened yes um do you so i agree with that right there are certain situations certain governments certain people certain corporations whatever the case is that did take advantage of the power did leave others to suffer uh you know i definitely agree with that but do you agree with sam in the sense that she's going about it the wrong way right i mean she's essentially leaving dead bodies everywhere she goes at this point uh, at least yeah, from what we've seen uh, um i so, and she's not crazy from the serum which we got to get into that in a little bit too but oh yeah she's, yeah, yeah this yeah. she's of mind i mean she she seems like a normal nice girl uh at at the surface right yeah having a conversation with sam 
uh, you know, I almost, I'm, I'm like, I kind of agree with her, but then you look, you're like, she still killed people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she's still murdering innocents uh, for the most part. And, you know, means to an end, you know, that, that's, that was kind of her, her spiel. And Sam's like, no, that's not really how the world works. And <laughs> like, she's yeah. like, you don't know how it works anymore. And, you know, for me, it, it kind of contradicts her, her purpose. Right. So like, my understanding was five year gap, the world was better, right? The world is suddenly turned to shit three months later, six months later, you know, maybe it did. Maybe they didn't like how they thought it was going that way, but it seems like she's doing all these things based off of what she thinks might happen, not what has actually happened. And I'm not with it, bro. It's not even just the way she goes about it. Obviously everything she's done is wrong. Um, the whole, the whole purpose, the goal, the reason it, it, it seems all prediction based for her, for them. Yeah. And I think regardless you of which too, I mean, and she brings up a point during the, during the conversation of how, um, there's a previous scene where Zemo claims that I, I forget the phrase, but he essentially says the methods of supremacists are what led to the Nazis are what led to the Flagsmasters and are led to the Avengers. And then, of course, Bucky has a funny line saying, the Avengers, not the Nazis, um, which is kind of a nice throwback to his time there or whatever, too. Um, but right. sort of, you know, and I think what I find, the issue I find with her character is not necessarily an issue in and of itself, but well, not an issue with her personally, but her actions, I'll say, is, let's say, for instance, that destroying like all these major corporations, right? It's possible. Let, let's, for the sake of logic, say that that's possible. They crawl across, you know, the United States, destroy these major corporations, and and, and then what, right? Right. Um, there comes a certain point where you will be labeled as as a supremacist. Like you will have the polar opposite effect of what you want out of this. Like random people are not going to look at you and say, "Wow, you are a symbol of hope." Like no, you killed my own mother. Like in that in that corporation building, right. but I, I think the fact that she's so twisted, you know, by this belief, and that her own emotions is definitely clouding her own judgment, you know, from what she experienced throughout the five year gap, is what makes her a fairly interesting character. Because, like, as an audience member, we can identify, you know, the wrongfulness in her actions, but right. she doesn't realize that herself. And it's not a matter of the super soldier serum, you know, uh, taking over her mind in any capacity. It's just she genuinely believes that what she's doing is right. And that is what makes, you know, the best villains, or at least a villain understandable, is that we can, we can look at them and say, listen, your methods are completely unorthodox. They're wrong. Innocent civilians are dying. But you need to know where they're coming from. Uh, and that's what the Joe is doing so brilliantly of is that in no way are they condoning Carly's actions, but you can at least, you know, sort of, um, you know, put into perspective the amount of difficulty people have gone through, especially her, especially her. Um, and all of that serves as a, as a motivator for what, you know, she's been doing over the course of these episodes and probably um, before so. I would imagine the five should have been in operation for months after uh, the blip happened again, right. the second blip happened. So, right. yeah, very interesting. So yeah, I definitely. I mean, I'm. I love the in-depthness when it comes to villains, right? I don't want a villain to, to pure. It seems like so far every villain we've had, aside from Loki. And Agatha. All right, wait, we wait, don't talk or, about Agatha. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, as far wait, as like throughout wait. the MCU, the only villain we've really had that has not had some some deeper meaning for what they did was Loki, right? Ultron, he was programmed in a way that made him think what he was doing was for the betterment of society. Like he was, it wasn't just pure destruction. Because you even speak to uh, uh, Wanda when she looked in his head, it wasn't just wanting to destroy the world. It was wanting to reset, almost like what Thanos wanted, right? <laughs> reset the planet from scratch. Reset the world galaxy from scratch. Well, Thanos is a little different. He wanted half the universe gone to, to save resources and yada, yada, whatever. But either way, means to, a deeper means to an end, right? Loki just wanted to rule a planet. Like that, 
that's oh, so yeah. that's so basic, right? That's so basic well, as a villain. Right. But I they think needed they needed to. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, well, I, I just want to say they they needed to make him an antihero in order for him to be memorable as a character. Loki. I mean, yeah, Loki. Oh, like, oh they yeah, needed, no, they, no, I, I have nothing wrong oh, with what they did with Loki in general. No, I'm just saying. I, I'm agreeing with you. Like I'm, I'm yeah. saying that like there's nothing. There's on the surface level, he's not a compelling. Like he's not a compelling villain. It's right. just they right. literally needed to make him an antihero so audiences can actually get behind this character. Right. Like you can't right. look at him and say, wow. What here's what I'll say. What makes him a memorable character is not his motivations, but his charisma and Tom Hiddleston's performance. That's what makes him memorable. He is by far one of the lower tier. I mean, I'm gonna get a bunch of hate for this, but he's probably middle, like a middle tier or low tier villain, realistically speaking. Loki as a whole, the character. Loki as a, right. I'm talking about oh, yeah. as a villain. As a villain, as he's a, Loki as a villain. But not, like not Hiddleston. Hiddleston's a great actor, but we're talking oh about no, 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 I'm talking about like yeah, Loki okay. as a villain, probably middle tier or low tier. Right. Best villains, in my opinion, will easily be um, Killmonger, uh, Thanos, and Zemo. Not yeah. in any particular order. Those were top three. I, I agree. I, I agree. Many grants get behind that. Think anybody that even disagrees with that's insane. Yeah. Um. So that sort of or the what was it like the elf, dark elf and dark world? Could you imagine someone uh said that was one of their favorite villains? I respect their opinion, but uh, I think you might need to get a psych evaluation. But besides the point, <laughs> um, you know, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. So I'm sorry. You didn't no, I, I just, you know, for me, I, I think um, I love how Marvel. I, were, we hate WandaVision. If you if you say Agatha is the, the villain, Agatha, in my opinion, is not the villain. Basically, based on research and knowing that what she means to Wanda for the future and what she yeah. could be. Right. Um, Wanda, Wanda was her own villain. That that was the per, like depression was the villain, right? I, mm, yeah. Sorry, you go ahead. I, but I it's still a deeper. So it's still a deeper meaning yeah. to an end. I, I think that's still better than just a simple villain who wants to steal powers from Wanda. Like Agatha, actually being the main villain was stupid. <laughs> like, I, I mean, technically, wasn't that's the in the technically the she part. wasn't in the surface, but like in the reality, she wasn't. The deeper meaning, the deeper idea of it was depression, Su- suffering, loss. Like that was I, the true, true villain. Yeah. But and, either way, so I think since yeah. then they've they've actually yeah. gone a lot deeper than just the simple hero, bad guy, develop, blah 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 blah. Bad guy's doing bad stuff, makes things bad. Boom, hero saves the day. Like we don't need I, just that. That's why I hated WandaVision. Like honestly, like and I know I, I if we were to go back in like the previous podcast episode. But you can't you can't really hate WandaVision I mean, for that though, because I uh, think I mean, about the series as a whole. It was it, it literally was all like past typologies, right? So like I the typical uh, old hmm. school type of villain hero villain mashup. I mean, until you I just, look deeper I just, into the series. I just okay, so uh <laughs> So if you were to look back on like the previous podcast episodes, I don't mean to go off on the change, but this will sort of connect to what I, to my overall thoughts on Falcon and Winter Soldier. So bear with me, everyone. So if you look at the previous episode, I, I pretty much praise relatively everything about WandaVision. I rarely said anything negative, if not at all. If you were to look, you, you probably heard absolutely nothing negative come out of my mouth. Um, Cause I think by the time we first started the podcast, it's like episode six and then we caught everyone up to speed uh, for the first five episodes. So, right. I, I was one, two, three, top tier Marvel. I was like, literally, I'm so excited for next week. Keep going. Right. Episode four happened. Oh no. Episode five. Wow. Quicksilver cameo. This is implied that he's from another multiverse. Who knows? But they see every time, and I like not to like repeat the the stuff we talked about in WandaVision, but that's our fault. We, we like we we over theorized. You can't get mad about them for. I disagree. Us over theorizing. So you know what I mean. I I disagree. That wasn't something. To, so I'm not frustrated about the fact that like Mephisto or any other character that was theorized is not appear in the show. Like I set my own expectations for what I wanted. I think it's wrong for Marvel to have done that approach to Quicksilver, knowing that they from the very beginning said that WandaVision was going to connect the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So. There is zero, and the directors and screenwriters themselves said they wanted to ensure that Evan Peters had a purpose in the show. He did not serve a purpose in the show. Well, he literally they, appeared at they one. Literally two, did three. that to mess with people, though. Like to, to make people overthink. Which, which is wrong, and you shouldn't do that. Well, yeah, the actor, yeah, but that's, a, that's the actors yeah. were over were overhyping the show. 
the the aerospace engineer, even all the of, actors are saying, "Oh my all goodness!" The, all of it was an intent. Fans are going they, to be exactly. They were just and messing with people. And definitely. that is wrong. You should not set fans' expectations that high to where they are going to over theorize. A lot and of people, it. A lot of it was you know people I mean? overthinking and over theorizing. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I, but I, 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 and I'm one of them, <laughs> so I can't even get no, mad. No, yeah, it. absolutely. I <laughs> know. I'm not mad about that. I'm definitely mad about the Quicksilver. Like that's unacceptable. Like at that point, just take him out of the show or bring back Aaron Taylor Johnson. Just to have some connection to the MCU. Yeah, yeah. Because people are going to assume from the beginning that it's the Quicksilver from the Fox universe, and right, that's right. perfectly understand. Anyone would, anyone who knows about how Marvel connects these shows together, or at least watched the Investor Days and what it, and what with what Kevin Feige confirmed on that very day, people are I'm, going. I'm still not looking back. You know I'm not mean? mad about it. I just it is oh, what it is. I'm 100 percent over theor- over theorizing by fans. So it's not it's our fault. But what yeah, and then when it came to Agatha uh, as well, it's not. I don't think it's over theorizing because it, we're all going to assume it. I don't even think it's over theorizing. It's just like yeah, it's, it, this is definitely it has to be the quick silver. Just, it just held our hopes up. I mean, I just I don't want to go too much on topic though. So we'll, we'll focus on the, yeah. the the issues with WandaVision in the future. But yeah, um, but um, so what I'm trying to say is that WandaVision as a show. Decline in quality. What I appreciate about Falcon and Winter Soldier is that it's been fairly consistent so far, and every episode does sneak up on me a bit because I really don't have like, you know, a Fridays in the back of my mind. But all the villains and all every single character is three dimensional. Even the side characters are helped there to enhance, uh, sort of the main story, and that's what I appreciate. That's what right. WandaVision did not exceed at. Hence right. why I dislike the show now. Um, but Anyways, I ran I think over. You're well. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Let's I think do we'll, this. <laughs> we'll get we'll get back into into maybe by the end of the year we'll have what was our best project of the year. There'll be a few movies out, a few MCU pro, uh, TV shows out, or we could do a ranking. 2020's best. We'll do, yeah, we'll do, we can always we'll do. Yeah, we'll get a bunch of people like on that. the show, and everybody can vote on which project they want. It's kind of like an idea I have from this other pod I do as well. So yeah. uh, we'll do a live trying to make it different. Yeah. But Maybe live stream it and run yeah. it through the group or something. That'd be dope. But um, so as far it. as uh, so we we saw uh, get back into a little bit of WandaVision. When it comes, or I'm sorry, um, Falcon. <laughs> sorry, uh, I, I I clearly got, got all stuck I, in my head now. I tipped this off course. When it comes yeah. to Carly, you know, I'm curious to see where she goes and what the purpose really is for her in the future. Um, I don't think she has much future. I mean, there's either prison or, or death for her at this point, right? She <laughs> she killed Battlestar, <laughs> uh, oh, which yeah. was which was I think I was shocked. Man, <laughs> Battlestar. I mean, he has a, sort of a short history, not well known, but he has a bit of a history in in Marvel canon. You know, he was always U.S. agents. He was best friend. He was uh, right hand man partner, right? They had um, an alias of Bucky too, right? In right. comics, right? Sometimes. So. You know him. Him passing is is obviously the catalyst for uh, for John Walker. So last episode uh, of the pod Ooh. slash last episode of Falcon, uh, I remember me mentioning that we're sort of starting to see Walker like lose it a little bit. Like he's going like this a lot. He's like freaking out, grabbing his head. You hear the little ringing in the background. Even the camera angles they present too is hundred percent telling you like his head's tilted right like it's it's something's up and we saw even more so uh this episode we see him getting frustrated with sam and bucky but still being sort of cool in a sense right so we have the scene uh where sam is talking with uh uh carly and you know he 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 gets pissed he got he meaning walker grabs a shield gives that to bucky i mean mind you he's not going to try to fight the winter soldier be stupid (laughs) Uh, but either way didn't try to force himself through, right? He, he calmer heads prevailed. I think because again, Battlestar was right next to him, um, and you know he's like, "Do you do you want to be the reason why there's blood? Do you want to be the reason why Sam is hurt or dead or whatever the case is?" Uh, you know, he was hanging by a thread, and Battlestar was that thread, and then boom, we see Battlestar die. So, wow. what's your reaction to the? Uh, we could just talk about all of it. So as far as I mean, we we saw the buildup of Walker just getting more and more visibly frustrated, right? Like he he loses a fight to the Wakandans, pissed off. You know, mind you, the Dormilaj can 
fight their asses off. They were kicking everybody's ass. And they took Bucky's arm off. <laughs> so, yeah, like, you know they don't play no shit. <laughs> pull the so, Naruto, like... Man, it's like... <laughs> yeah. <"Come on." laughs> I was like, man, this is crazy. So, you know, it, it, that fight was interesting. I thought that was dope as hell. It was a good little fight scene. Yeah, um, yeah definitely you know, one do, of the we better. We do see Zemo pull off the, what they call the El Chapo escape. He escapes through the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sewage, essentially, was like a sewage. Uh, you know, I I thought that scene was great. You know, it, it definitely kept more so than the purpose of, of Walker, right? Like, for me, Walker... The more he gets frustrated, the more he's leaning towards becoming U.S. agent, which we all know John Walker is. That's his alias, villain alias in in canon. Um, do you give me your thoughts on the on the the scene where uh, let's let's talk about where, where Battlestar passed and and their forward? Yeah, sure. Um, so I from the very beginning, I thought they were doing a parallel to Civil War, where Zemo, if you remember, uh, torches the hydra tortures a hydra agent in his own home to collect the red book right. and when he like pan the camera up to the shower head i originally thought they were drowning him for whatever mm. reason i thought mm. they drowned like physically drowned him and u.s agent was going to um like rush in see his dead partner there and then immediately like whatever happens afterwards obviously he's right. like a fit of rage right take over him um that obviously wasn't the case uh, instead, we see him escape the zip ties, rush over. Carly, you know, punches him across the room. Guaranteed, probably shattered his spine with the force he, he made on the pillar, and he died instantly. Right. Um, and I think while it was inevitable that John Walker would transform, I do appreciate how they definitely showed the good side of him so we can understand his downfall. Um, because Balasar definitely served as his moral compass. Um, there's another excellent right. scene where him and him and John uh, were having a conversation in what appeared to be this this mall of sorts. Um, a couple fans come over to say, "Hey, can I have your autograph, etc." And he, and then John proceeds to ask him, "You know, would you take the super soldier serum if you had the chance?" He said, "Oh hell yeah, I would." Yeah. Um, and then he says, "Well, listen, you're John Walker. You won three medal of honors." And he says, "Well, you remember what we had to do to get those medals?" Um, and I think whatever he endured yeah, over Afghanistan as well definitely triggers some form of PTSD. Right. Uh, it, well, in the battle story, he says in that same comment, not to interrupt you, I keep going after, but um, yeah. he mentions, he goes, think about how much essentially wouldn't have happened or how many more lives you would have saved if we had that serum. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Um, that scene literally encapsulates the the moral compass conversation. Like, it almost knew that was the last conversation they were going to have, right? It, it just yeah. seemed that way. Like Before they even knew, like, we saw the Battlestar dies. Um, that was, like, a scene I didn't even know I wanted to see, right? Like, it, it was like, it, it, we. It, I really don't not, like, I don't hate Walker. I don't hate him. Until now, when he seems like he's going to start turning villain, until that very point, I didn't hate him. I, I they've been finding reasons for me to like him more. In fact, you know, yeah. and you, you he, understand his frustration. You he's, understand he's hated only because yeah. he's not Steve, which is not his fault. I mean, he can't be Steve. Only so few. Well, nobody can, but Steve. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I love that scene. I love that scene. And, and uh, absolutely, keep going, keep going on with the yeah. Um, what essentially he ends up chasing one of the uh, flagsmasters in the middle of this. Uh, of the square or the, the square right. and wow the beast unleashed he takes his shield die you know probably caves his head in or like smashes repeatedly in his chest blood everywhere and all you see right under his shield is is pure blood now i know marvel okay the ending of the show it was honestly the most darkest I think Marvel has ever gone in regards to, to violence and tone. Mm-hmm. I think what well, only compares the snap, the third act of civil war, as well as this right. one, the, you know, I, those are only two I can really compare it to right. at the moment, but right. Yeah. It was a very dark moment. Um, and you know, we can get to the separate conversation on whether or not he was justified into killing this black smasher. Um, but I think 
you know, we were able to understand. Well, I hate trying to avoid use one understand constantly, but mm-hmm. we fully saw his transformation into this character. He was fully fleshed out from the very beginning. He was introduced, um, being the second episode. Um, we grew to understand his sort of, you know, trepidations of wanting to become Captain America. The idea that he needs to be a symbol for not only the United States, but for the entire world. Uh, the world needs a Steve Rogers or the world needs, you know, a Captain America, you know, someone to look up to. Uh, and that's how civilians all across the world can, can gain a sense of hope. Right. So not only is he under the immense pressure of that, but the fact that he is, you know, tasked with locating the Flag Smashers, his constant failures, um, even his fight scene. If you remember, too, there is a small uh, sort of cutaway after the um, the door, you say it perfectly, the door, uh, Dorma Lodge. <laughs> the Dorma Lodge, he says, they weren't even super soldiers. And you see that sort of depression taking over where, Right. He felt inferior and so insecure at that moment because right. if he can't fight against what he what he views as these simple Wakandan guards, then how can he stand a chance against the Flag Smashers who have Super Soldier Serum? Literally. <laughs> so that was not only the breaking point to him taking the serum because you remember. Sorry for everyone at home. Uh, we forgot to mention the scene uh, where Zemo ends up tracking down Carly at one point. Right. Uh, she drops a bunch of vials on the ground. All the remaining Super Soldier Serum vials destroys them one is left behind um and then john picks one up uh anyways so i would so either john took the serum after he lost to the wakandans or he took the serum after he had the conversation with lamar i think he took the serum after having the conversation with lamar i think so too i i think that was definitely so like too. that's why he probably asked he was looking question. for for approval in a sense right like approval it was either that he needed his moral compass to tell him it was okay exactly now it was either that or he sort of had a guilty conscience and said i'm wondering like when the mar like if i were to tell him would lamar look at me any differently so he did so either way it's sort of a win-win for him because he knows regardless that lamar is probably going to give him the answer he wants right um and yeah i mean you know so let me ask you this uh since i sort of went on the whole spiel of uh, john walker's character for this episode do you think he was justified in killing the Flashmaster? Now, I'm not saying it was uh, his method in doing so was not brutal. I mean, he pretty much slammed the shield directly in, into that man's body. But, I right. mean, do you think he was so justified in killing the Flashmaster? I mean, you know, so put it this way, you know, uh, you're my brother, right? If someone did that to you they threw you on a wall and broke your spine yeah i'm gonna probably try to chop their chest off <laughs> i mean like <laughs> you know as, as a normal human you want to react in a way that it seems like revenge right um on the grand scheme of things no i you know i don't think that was the way to do it um if to do it at all uh one that was the right hand man that was carly's right hand man so you know that's eye for an eye in itself literally that that was the guy she that was her compass <laughs> it's funny it, both of them killed each other's compasses yeah right moral compasses uh and you know it speaks to two people totally on the opposite ends of the spectrum you know what i mean uh carly anti-establishment walker totally is you know party establishment right um and they both lost the person that that held it down for them mentally emotionally uh, literally, uh, and you know, it almost seemed like uh, I can't remember the right hand man's name. You know, Carly's Carly's right hand man. But I, I cannot tell you. I can't recall his name either. But um, you know, it seemed like he, where uh, Battlestar was turning Walker, it seemed always turning him away from that dark side. Dark side, Star Wars. Uh, it seemed like that right hand man was always doing the same for Carly, although Carly was still making decisions without him in mind and obviously killing innocent people, stuff like that. But, um, you know, now they both don't have that. Where does that go now? Is That's my question. So, yes, it's wrong. The brutality of it's ridiculous. I'm going to tell you right now, Walker's either going to get arrested or he's just not going to be Cap anymore. I mean, they're, they're, he's done as Cap. <laughs> he will be yeah. coming back as U.S. agent, whether it's now or the next season, whatever the case is, U.S. agent is going to be a thing guaranteed. Um I think, you know, we're leaning back back towards who's going to be Cap. Is it going to be 
winter is going to be uh falcon you know we'll see how that goes but um i i'm very interested to see where those two go who's going to go the furthest as far as being a villain as far as making a negative impact they're almost at a race now they both lost their moral compasses who's going to be the first one to make the leap to like the superior villain of the show right uh, and I, I think Walker's going to win. I think Carly, deep down inside, you know, she's going to notice that what she's doing, yes, for good reason, very, very bad for how you're going about it. And that's going to, it's going to hit her like that. And I am very excited to see, uh, to see where, where she goes. I don't know. She might not have a future in MCO. As far as I know, Carly's not any future hero or anything like that in canon. Um, but Walker's created for the MCU. Oh, okay. Uh, Characters based <laughs> off the um, so the original uh, leader of the Flash Master in the comics was, I believe, Carl Morgenthau. So I think she was exclusively created for the show. I gotcha. I could be wrong. I I think they just gotcha. they gender swapped the character, and I have gotcha. no issue with that at all. I think Aaron. Oh, yeah, she's doing great. Yeah, so, yeah, really, really good character. Like I said, for sure. Um, so you know, I, I, again, no future in the MCU as far as I can tell. Um, Walker will hundred percent be part of the future. I, that the race for this is going to be great. The power broker, I think, is going to be, uh, maybe not even discussed this season as far as figuring out who he is and why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um, he's definitely the superior power here, right? The true villain. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, so far as uh, as far as we can tell, uh, you know, we'll see we'll see where he goes with that. Um, I feel like something, but I'm sorry. You go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to. So I, I think so. Interesting. Missing the power broker. I think that element is probably easily the most forgettable. Right. Um, now, two episodes left, um, but I, I have a feeling that we'll eventually you know, see. It's it's really hard. It will be really difficult. I'm just curious of how they'll they'll pull him or her off. Right. Um because he he believed to be he for all we know it could be she. Right, right. Um, and I think you know Sharon's gonna have had a little bit to do with knowing who that is. You know, that's yeah, the purpose I, of the I, show, absolutely. right? I, yeah, um for sure. She I think she's working with them to be honest. This is my opinion. But <laughs> I, I was given that impression too. It make her right. more interesting. Or who's to say character. Sharon is Sharon could be the power broker. Who knows? There she is, even rumors she's pretty, that she was a she's pretty familiar with uh with, with uh super soldier. She kissed one, so <laughs> um you know, so oh. <laughs> yeah, cap awkward. Oh boy, awkward. <laughs> um you know, I I'm definitely I I don't know where they're gonna go with this. You know, I, if we're this is like a quick little theory I thought about earlier today. If we're leaning towards um, young Avengers, something tells me every adult Avenger is going to disappear at some point for some reason or not be a factor whatsoever for some reason. I don't think it's going to be death, um, but something's going to happen where the young Avengers are going to, they're going to be like the teen Titans when the D- DC characters disappear, right? Like that, I, that has to be where they're going. Well, they, they, all these guys just going to retire suddenly out of nowhere and let the young Avengers take over? I doubt that. There's got to be some some you know, future story here that's yeah, coming. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, they already introduced Eliza Bradley, right? Um, Isaiah Bradley's grandson. Hey, man, the Wasp uh, is going to introduce uh, Casey uh, Lang. Casey Lang is going to. We have um, her, 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 um, like Surter. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, we got the new Hawkeye. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Uh, Kate Bishop. Um, Spider-Man, if it's only allows. Uh, I, I think Miles is coming. Crossover. That's one of my biggest. I we think can talk Miles. About Miles. That'll be something we talk about. They're the leaning. Future. Spider-Man three. They're hundred percent leaning towards the uh, the story of Spider-Man PS four. Yeah, I mean, they're even rumored to seen that uh, Sony is developing two uh, trilogies, one for Miles and then the other for Spider-Man. Right. Right. Um, so we'll see now, assuming uh, the deal still stands with Disney and Sony, um, I would assume that Tony Tony Holland. Tom Holland is going to uh, renew his contract for more right. films right. easily. Right. Um, and I have a feeling that will include Young Avengers, uh, truthfully. I mean, he's, what, I think he's probably 16, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he'd be, he'd oh, be easily the, the leader of the Young Avengers, for sure. I think it'd be, yeah. I 100%. think, I think, isn't this uh, Captain Marvel? Well, Iron Patriot's coming, leader? too. Or is Iron yeah. Patriot, I think? Is Patriot. The... Pa- is... Patriot, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just Patriot. No, 
There's an Iron Iron Maiden. There's Iron. Well, there's an Iron Man, but woman that's coming oh, too. Oh, Iron, 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 yeah, Iron, Iron Heart. Yeah, Iron Heart. I forgot about that. Yeah, her too. coming oh, too. Okay. So. I really forgot about her too. Oh, that's definitely coming. So you know, we'll we'll see where that goes. I think you know that's not even the focus right now. This is definitely way way in the future. We got X Men oh, yeah. coming still. Fantastic Four coming still. There's a, a definitely a huge so much. much. I mean, we have Young Avengers, West Coast Avengers. Yeah. We have the there's a, um, there's a lot coming. That's was it like the the specific like the Pacific Avengers, like the one that consisting of um like Shang Chi. Um, I can't remember what it was specifically, but yeah, there's there's different Avengers. There's there's I, Thund- Thunderbolts are coming for sure. Imagine um, I just want to say this: imagine all three Avengers scenes going against Thunderbolts or King to Conquer. That be amazing <laughs> I love, uh, king the conqueror yeah. is one of my more interesting like my interests right like i want him absolutely to be part of a project and i hopefully think it's part of loki <laughs> um, yeah probably like a senior probably a scene yeah um, he's got to be involved in some way but yeah um i you know I, we'll get into theories and, and things that we think might happen in the future let's finish up this uh falcon winter soldier two episodes here um i'm definitely excited Next episode is definitely going to be, uh, I think, a little Walker centric. I hope so, at least, to see Absolutely. the fallback of of what happened. Yeah. Um. And of course, you know, you neighborhood boys over here are going to be back to talk about it again. Absolutely. Maybe we'll get some guests in. Maybe we'll bring Dwayne back. Maybe we'll bring Derek back. Maybe Angel will hop in. You know, we'll, we'll have to figure it out, man. We, we got to get some more people in. You know, spice it up a little bit. You feel me? But, hey, coming along. Hey, of course, you know. Thank you guys as always for for jumping on in. Love this episode. Made it this episode itself made it better than WandaVision hands down. I already thought it was before this, but this this brought all of our issues last episode discussing to to light, and there's no more issues <laughs> uh, for the most part. But of course, yeah. Matt, tell them where they can find you. As always, Matt underscore t twenty nine over on Instagram, and um, you know, I mean, I said I said this from the past few weeks ever since we started this all the way, you know, back in the. I think it's been a month now, right? So probably back in over a month. Back in March, yeah. yeah. Back in March at the uh, at the quote unquote earliest, maybe even February, if I'm not mistaken. So we're in that ballpark, but you know, we appreciate right. the support as always. Um, you know, definitely dropping a like, leaving a comment, uh, even sharing the video and subscribing to the OTS uh, page over on YouTube, OTS Guys page on YouTube definitely helps uh, this podcast as well as our various other podcasts that are available on the platform grow. Uh, so definitely tune in for those. Um, and when it comes to this podcast, watch 30 seconds, watch a minute, watch the whole thing, or or, or at least leave a like and then probably watch like a second. Um, anything really helps. But as always, thank you so much for the support. And we'll be back next week uh, discussing some more Falcon and Winter Soldier. So uh, what about you? I dropped it all. Of course, John underscore OTS, all social medias. Please, YouTube.com slash OTS guys. Like, subscribe, watch the video, share the video, put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram, put it on everything. Uh, we here, baby. We here every week. We're gonna be doing this thing. We love him, Falcon. We love him, Winter Soldier. I'm. A st- I gotta stop calling him that soon because he's worked really hard to stop being called that. But I'm still <laughs> gonna call him that. Peace out, people. We can be heroes. Love it. Peace, everyone. <laughs>